Welcome to the First Time Facilitator Podcast. Whether you're a first-time facilitator or a seasoned pro, listen in for tips and tricks to make a bigger impact at the next workshop you deliver. And now, your host, her favorite color is electric blue, Leanne Hughes. Hey you, and thanks for joining in and listening to episode 38 of the First Time Facilitator podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Hughes, and I'm here to help you create and deliver workshops that kill. If it's your first time listening in, thank you so much for making the decision to click that play button. And if you're a returning listener, I truly appreciate you for continuing in to tune in to develop your facilitation game and uh, give yourself a pat on the back for investing your time to get better at this craft. The First Time Facilitator podcast, it's all about helping you get better at delivering workshops because as my previous guest, Toon Valinden said, life is way too short for bad presentations. I agree. You know, if we get a certain number of people in a room together and we're in front of that room, there is an incredible opportunity and responsibility plus a bit of pressure to ensure that we facilitate an unforgettable learning experience. Now, if you're a returning listener, you're aware that the show format does vary week to week. So today is another solo episode, but I really wanted to share it as it's um, it's really topical for me at the moment. I've also got some fantastic guests lined up um, for the next few weeks, and they're coming to you from all over the world. So if you do prefer the interview format, um, don't worry, that's coming up um, in the month of November. So today's episode is all about what to pack when you're facilitating a workshop. I've been traveling quite a bit and spending a lot of time and a lot of energy packing. So I thought, you know what, it's high time I developed some kind of system or checklist around this because I guess if you spend time and energy on things that can be automated, it's not really a great use of your time. So I've developed a packing system for facilitators and it's called the MOST method. That's M-O-S-T. It's an acronym. And I'll share that with you uh, later on in this episode. But first, a bit of housekeeping. So Last week, I announced that we had a Facebook group up and running, and I wanted to give a shout out to all of you that have joined so far. So we have Steph Clark, Sean Lavin, Joe Alilovich, Jack Lockhart, Helen Ockerby, Thomas Craft, Mayumi Aoki Masuda, Katie Jones, Angela Bird-Reed, and Amanda Ragovich, who have all signed up. Um, so welcome to, to those guys, and if you haven't joined already, would love to see you in the community too. Uh, so you can join the Facebook group. It's called the flip chart, just search for the flip chart in Facebook. Um, Or you can find a link in uh, link to that Facebook page in the show notes for this episode. Now on that uh, Facebook page, I shared a really cool team activity called Space Team, which is a game I played at the We Are Podcast Speakers Retreat. But I reckon you could sort of, um, you could use it as a great team building exercise around listening and delegating tasks. So I post up um, that activity and how I think you can use it in that Facebook group. I have had an incredible couple of weeks. So two weeks ago, I co-emceed a two-day business planning workshop for work uh, where we had the 50 most senior leaders in the business globally fly into Brisbane for panel interviews, workshop activities and more. 
And then this week, I co-emceed the We Are podcast event with Jason Mallowan. Now, this event was hosted by Amplify Agency in Brisbane. And I guess the reason why it was such a magical experience for me was that I started listening to podcasts a couple of years ago. um, And the ones that I tuned into most were the podcast from Pat Flynn called the Smart Passive Income Podcast and Jordan Harbinger from the Jordan Harbinger Show. I've I've actually used a couple of clips from Jordan's show um, within my podcast to demonstrate a few points. So both of those guys talk about business, marketing, digital media, podcasting, interviewing skills, how to build your career, how to build your side hustle, time management, productivity, the list goes on. Um, So loved listening to, to both of these guys and the irony is that Two years later, um, I'm up on stage introducing them on to speak. So that was just an incredible moment. Um, And I was pinching myself all week, really. Life, I guess, is just cool like that. I also returned from a speaker's retreat, hanging out with all of the speakers, uh, the likes of Sean D'Souza, who has previously been a guest on the First Time Facilitator podcast, uh, Travis Chappell, Laura Peterson from Copy That Pops, uh, Carl Taylor from The Future of Humanity, um... Omar and Nicole from the $100 MBA and just a ton of other superstars. So I do recommend listening into their stuff too, which I will link to in the show notes. Firsttimefacilitator.com slash episode 38. And I guess reflecting on this moment, uh, the only reason I had any right to be up on stage and in the room with these incredibly motivated people um, was the fact that I developed the skills to speak up in front of a room. Um, That's involved a ton of preparation, work and dedication. Um, And then I explore a lot of that on my episode about confidence. So I won't talk about it too much on this one, but just letting you know, that's probably a reason why my voice is a touch husky this week. It's been huge. Okay, so I've been traveling around a bit, working um, on two and three day conferences and a variety of workshops. And it does require a lot of energy to deliver those sessions. So you need to use your energy wisely. What I've discovered is that I've been spending a lot of time, a lot of energy on things that I can turn into systems, particularly around um, what I'm wearing. And this is something that burns a lot of my mental capacity and time. Uh, So I will be chatting to a styling expert on a future show. Now, the only recommendation I can give to this is uh, if you're female, unlike me, um, or even male, I just try to have two or three go-to outfits that you feel comfortable as well as unstoppable when you wear them that really reflect your brand but also suit the audience and the environment. So there is quite a bit of criteria involved in selecting what you wear. But then the other thing that really um, caught a lot of my attention was what do I pack? So packing for a workshop can seem pretty straightforward and it usually is, but it's so important to get right. I mean, have you ever been in a workshop and realised that you forgot the attendance sheet or to, to print the name of people that are coming along you don't have your laptop charger, you don't have your phone charger. So it's easy to forget these things because I guess your mind is probably more focused on your content and what you'd be delivering. So in my opinion, the best thing to do is write down what you need and then check it off. I also like the idea of having a dedicated facilitator bag or facilitator kit. Um, And I'm going to use the analogy of a golf bag. And I... I've played a little bit of golf. I'm not a pro. I don't have a handicap, but I really enjoy getting out and about on on the uh, the golf driving range and the greens. And 
I like that with your golf bag, a friend can give you a call and ask you to play around in an hour and you simply grab your bag. It has everything that you need in it, your balls, your tea, your hat, your glove, your favorite clubs. And at a moment's notice, you can grab that golf bag and you can take off to play around. So imagine if you got the call um, to play and you had to be ready in an hour, but you didn't have that golf bag. You had to find everything around the house, realize that you were missing some tees. You forgot where your favorite driver was. Now that sucks up energy and you'd probably be inclined to reject the offer because it took so – well, it would take so much energy to actually get over everything in the bag and out the door within the hour. So I think if we want to up our professionalism as a facilitator and to take opportunities that may come at a moment's notice, it's important to have a dedicated kit that we can use when required. And look, there's other important reasons why it's important to have a dedicated kit – um, and I really think that at the end of the day, it, it's all about getting a good night's sleep. So there's nothing worse than waking up in the middle of the night before a workshop or as you're trying to go to sleep, you think, oh gosh, um, did I print that worksheet? Have I got that diagram? I guess having a checklist of what to do um, to trigger that before you go to sleep um, is probably the best thing that you can do to ensure that you get a good night's rest and that you are all ready for the next day. So as I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, uh, the model I've created to, um, I guess, categorize all of the items I require for a workshop is an acronym called MOST, M-O-S-T. So the M stands for me, the O-S stands for office supplies, and T stands for tech. That again is MOST. It means me, office supplies, and tech. Okay, let's give it a go and see how this all works. We'll start with the me. Now, this category is all about taking care of yourself. So, the items under the me category are your personal essential items. And look, they're probably very similar to the items that you bring onto your carry-on luggage when you're flying somewhere. So, this category is all about the basic hygiene factors that help you operate well. And if you forget any of these, it will make your role as a human, let alone a facilitator, a little bit trickier. And this category is um, it's all about customization too. So I'm going to share what would be in my me category to hopefully trigger some ideas for you and your personal list. So you'll edit this list depending on what works for you. Now, ideally, all the gear here, um, you'll store it in a smaller bag that you can just chuck into a handbag or a backpack or whatever works for you. Okay, so what's on my list under the me category? Number one, I'm packing my drink bottle. For like, This is absolutely essential for me. I drink a lot of water and I think as facilitators, we are talking an awful lot through the day. Now, I like drink bottles that are stainless steel um, and insulated. So a good thermos one. So this helps with keeping your voice going and hydrated, especially in air-conditioned rooms which have, you know, really dry air. You know, it's good having a drink bottle rather than smashing water out of a glass because you'll be topping it up every time and it just gets inconvenient. So if you have a water bottle, you fill it up at every break, then um, you should be right. It'll help you stay hydrated all day. Snacks. Uh, so fruit, muesli bars, anything that gives you a bit of energy. Um, so while we all want to ensure that we eat during the breaks, a lot of the time or more often than not, 
Uh, we have participants that come up to us and ask us questions or the training coordinator is, is over or someone from the business might be trying to grab your attention and maybe getting you to tweak some content. You don't really get a break um, during the breaks when you're up in the front of the room. So it's important to have some some food and some sustenance, some kind of thing to, to give you some energy uh, through the day. So take that in your control and pop that into your bag. Uh, tissues, hopefully your workshop isn't so bad that people end up crying. But hey, sometimes in workshops you are covering points that um, – that might actually stimulate some response with your participants. So tissues are always handy. Uh, and, and then just other eye, hygiene type of essentials. So eye drops, again, going back to the dry air in air-conditioned rooms. Um, soothers for your voice, business cards, if people are keen to continue working with you. Uh, Panadol, it's really tough delivering a workshop when you have a banging headache. Um, a green tea bag and a pen, it's very easy to remember to pack pens for everyone in the room, but sometimes we forget about ourselves. So make sure you have your favourite pen on you at all times. Now, the only other thing that you need uh, is a big back pocket. And I mean that metaphorically. I mean, as we know, facilitators need to be able to anticipate and be flexible to what happens. Um, although wearing an outfit with a back pocket is actually helpful to store that all elusive PowerPoint clicker. It's never around when you need it. Okay, so that's me um, for the me section. I'd be interested to hear if you had any other thoughts on that. You can comment or DM me on Instagram at First Time Facilitator, or you can comment on the blog for this at firsttimefacilitator.com slash episode 38 and share what comes under the me category for you. Okay, the next uh, section of most is OS, which stands for office supplies. And this category is probably the bulk of what you need to pack. Now, I would store these items in a clear box so it makes it easy as possible to see what you have and what you need to replenish when required. So you can pick up these clear boxes at any sort of $2 store or Kmart. Uh, so this is what I pop under the category of office supplies. Attendance sheet feedback sheets. Now, it's so easy to forget these. And look, with both the attendance and the feedback sheets, you may be going digital. Um, so, obviously, you won't need to print and pack. But with feedback, it's always best to capture the feedback in the moment when everyone is in the room. Uh, the second people leave, they're likely to forget or not take the process of giving feedback as seriously as they should. So, please, I, I definitely recommend... Um, capturing that feedback in the room at the end of the day or end of the workshop. I also pop in A4 clear protector sheets. These are useful for storing attendance sheets and other handouts. Tent cards slash name badges. So what tent cards are is uh, you can get a piece of A4 or A5 paper or cardboard. You fold it a few times and you get your participants to write their name really in quite large font on these so then you can see their name at the, at the front of the room. They're actually a lot easier to see when you're at the front compared to name tags. Flip chart and stand. Hopefully the venue that you're working with can provide the stand. I've yet to find an amazingly portable flip chart stand. I think um, we need to get Apple working on that or, or someone with some great design skills to design an incredible flip chart stand. Uh, and flip charts themselves by nature are just very bulky. So if you are traveling, that's probably an item I'd suggest that you ask your venue to coordinate. You don't want to be 
I don't know, on road trips and, and in airports with a big stack of flip chart paper. It's not convenient. Okay, flip chart pens. Now, I like using the Mr. Sketch pens, just the 12-pack, really cool array of colours, plus they smell amazing. They also last forever. Uh, but Dana, the trainer, was telling me about these Newland um, pens that she uses, which are refillable. So, if you are eco-conscious, uh, check out Newland. It's spelt N-E-U-L-A-N-D. And check out their refillable pens whiteboard markers and duster. Yes, you may have a whiteboard in the room, but don't assume that anyone has supplied you with markers. It's always handy having these, I think, in a variety of colours as well in your kit, as well as the duster. Uh, Ballpoint pens. Again, don't assume that participants will bring their own or the venue will supply. I've had situations where I've assumed that um, and it wasn't the right assumption. Uh, Blue tack. You never know when you want to pop something up on a wall to explore. Sticky tape and scissors. A very handy combination. A dependable stapler and staples. Uh, Post-it notes. These come in handy for brainstorming or ideation sessions or to reach consensus on ideas. And those sticky dot stickers, um, very useful when you want to prioritise or you want to vote on items. What else is in this big clear box? Okay, uh, course materials. Now, these will be very specific depending on what you're delivering. And you might find that you've got a lot of printing to do. So, when we, I've got this checklist that I'm going to share uh, with all listeners. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know about that at the end of the episode. But <clears throat> when you're tailoring that list, make sure that you add your essential course materials like your workbook, any essential handouts. That all goes in the clear box. One thing that I do, I don't know if many other facilitators do this, but I like printing out my slide deck handouts uh, for a couple of reasons. I am prone to some changing some ideas the morning of or just before I present. And what I like doing is just actually writing physically on the slide show handout what I'm going to change is a couple of keywords so it does trigger that for me when I get to that part uh, of the presentation. Again, that's just something that I do, but um, to you and whether you do the same thing. Um, it's always good to have backup mints and lollies for tables as well as bowls to store these. Uh, props. So... We talked about props and, you know, I'm talking about things like stress balls and Play-Doh and things that add a bit of an X factor to your room. The only criteria I have with this is, yes, it's useful to have in your kit. Uh, don't, don't need to use it every, uh, every time that you present though. So really think about what is the outcome that you want to offer in your workshop? Will giving out these cool items add to that or detract from it? So there's some criteria that you'd use before you actually pop them out. But again, useful to have in your kit. There are some really cool cards. They're called the Art of Conversation cards. And um, if you are dumbstruck for an icebreaker, you can bring these out after an afternoon tea break and it's just got a series of different questions. So you pair people up, answer a question, and then you move on to other groups. So they're called the Art of Conversation cards. I'll link to them in the show notes. Just useful to have. I also have three tennis balls in my kit because I like doing activities with a bit of movement. There's activities called warp speed, which you can Google. And I've got a few other ones that I used to use in my netball playing days, which are really great for waking people up. Um, and the other thing is a if you want to pack an item that can help silence a big crowd. So if you're speaking to, say, 30 people, 
or even even some crowds over 20 people and doing a very dynamic activity, sometimes it's really difficult to bring everyone to the centre of the room. Uh, but a, a guy that I saw, a guy called Cameron, he uses um, this really cool portable symbol and it has a really nice tone to it. It's when you strike it, people automatically stop talking and it's very portable, it's tiny, uh, but it makes a beautiful sound. So definitely include one of those in your toolkit. So that's it for me for office supplies. What I'd recommend is um, it's also handy having a folding roller cart. So don't sell yourself short on the roller cart either. Invest in something a bit decent. I know a lot of the time, you know, one day we can be delivering in incredible five-star hotels. The next day we're walking a kilometre down the road to get to a donger at a mine site. So you've got to be prepared for all different environments and having um, a trolley or some kind of cart which help you move resources especially those bulky flip charts, if you're taking them, uh, is it's extremely handy and useful. Again, what did you think? Am I missing anything under office supplies? Please let me know. Okay, now we move on to the final category, which is tech. It's funny tech because usually things work seamlessly and, and then the second you get up in front of a room, for some reason, they don't work as, as seamlessly. So this is my list for tech. And this is really about taking control and not assuming that the venue has anything that you need. So bring your laptop, bring your laptop charger, bring your presentation. So make sure it's saved on your laptop, onto the cloud, as well as saved onto a USB in case your computer carks it or that your computer isn't compatible with whatever system is being used at your venue. Now, not only your presentation should be stored on that USB, I would also include things like your videos, any PDF or handouts saved onto that too. So if you need like last minute printing, you just hand some on the USB, you don't need to open your computer and get all frazzled having to organise all that. Pack your PowerPoint clicker. Um, Just make sure that you turn it off as well every time that you end a day's workshop because I know that it's very tempting um, you've ended, you put the clicker down, pack it away. But there's a few times that I've, I've uh, gone to use it again and it's been turned on the entire time. So make sure you turn it off. And uh, when you do, do that, make sure that you've got spare batteries for the clicker too. Now, computer adapters and cords to projector. There are some really neat cables that have multiple inputs for HDMI, VGA and USB all in one. Uh, so that's critical. I think how many times have we showed up to venues? Well, I know that I've showed up to a venue and it only has a, a VGA cable and my computer is only HDMI. So, so look into that. Also, an AUX to AUX cord is handy as well. Um, bring your own speakers, particularly if you're showing videos. Uh, Bluetooth is an excellent option. And also test these with your laptop before presenting. I know that all of you would, but uh, it's just a caveat. Bring your phone. And make sure that you find the first time facilitator playlist on Spotify. So this is a great pump up uh, playlist to help channel your nervous energy into positive excitement. And I just think it's a cracking playlist to put on while you're waiting for all your participants to come into the room. Uh, But obviously I'm very biased and uh, when it comes to music selection, also ensure that you've got a lot of memory on your phone in case you need to do things like document um, videos or take photos for evidence of participation. Um, and also don't forget your phone charger. Not only for your sake, but you'll find a lot of participants come up to you and ask, hey, have you got a charger? So if you can be helpful, that's great. Now with all of your tech gear, I'd recommend storing this in a backpack which has 
good compartments when you can um, have a compartment for cables, one for your speaker, your laptop, etc. And remember when packing up after the day, just do yourself a favor and store everything back in its place. Okay, so those are my thoughts on on what I should pack. I'd love to again hear your thoughts on, on what I'm missing. So please comment below on the blog post for this episode and I will at random pick a comment and send you a pack of Mr. Sketch pens. Those are the ones that I recommend to get your facilitator kit started. So you just need to visit firsttimefacilitator.com slash episode 38. Pop a comment under the show notes about things that you'd pack, things that I've missed, anything that you've resonated with or disagree with. And um, I will pick a random comment and post them a pack of Mr. Sketch pens. Now, I've also consolidated my list um, into a checklist. So you can find that by visiting firsttimefacilitator.com. You'll see a pop-up for you to sign up to the flip chart. So if you sign up to the flip chart, you get an email response, which provides a link to the checklist. I'm going to provide this as a Google Docs option. So you can copy that into your own Google Docs files um, or a PDF. So whatever works best for you. If you're already subscriber to the flip chart, you'll get the free worksheet in the next mail out, which goes out on Wednesday and that's Brisbane time. Okay, thanks to all of you for listening to this week's episode and thanks for putting up with my voice. Uh, please definitely get in touch if you listen to the podcast. I absolutely love hearing from all of you. Uh, so you can follow me on Instagram at First Time Facilitator, tweet me at Leanne Hughes or add me on LinkedIn or email me hello at firsttimefacilitator.com. So yeah, I'm on all of the platforms. So pick your favorite platform and please get in touch. I will speak to you next Monday and I have some incredible interview guests lined up. So stay tuned for that. Make it easy for yourself and subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast player of choice. Have a wonderful week. Till next time.